welcome to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today's episode, Josh and I are back together talking about Split, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie that recently came out starring James McAvoy. Uh, how are you doing today, Josh? Good. Uh, all Shyamalan out. I went on like an yeah. Shyamalan <laughs> binge the last three days just to prepare for this podcast because as someone who's like fancying himself a big movie historian these days for, for at least the last 20 years i've been watching a lot of stuff from the last since 1990 i've never seen an m night channel on movie so i'm interested to talk about this one yeah yeah so if you guys don't know m night's had a pretty terrible run of movies in the last like i don't know 10 years or so even uh i don't know what, what year did six cents come out like 2003 or something like oh no it was 99 yeah. um well, yeah, well, uh, six, yeah, Six Sense came out in '99, and Unbreakable in 2000, and Signs in so, 2002. Yeah, ever and, since Signs, so like 15 years or so. Well, I, I didn't watch The Visit in 2015, but that that's at least at a 64 on Rotten Tomatoes. But then there was like up until that, it was a 13 year period where he had like six rotten movies and nothing else. Yeah, and I mean, make no mistake, they are bad. A lot of those movies are really. Did you bad, watch any of them? Uh, yeah. Uh, happening, terrible, village, terrible, devil is hilarious. Oh, you, you actually um, saw the. You, oh, so you actually do go way back with him. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you just watched the good ones and just assumed the bad ones were bad and not watched. Nah, them. I, I mean, at, you know, at first when you're watching it, right, like you don't know the history that they're going to be terrible, right? You know what I mean? So he's like, he's made six cents and then Unbreakable and Signs. So then you're like, okay, these movies are going to be good. And then Village is terrible, and you're like, okay, I'll give him another chance, you know. I'm guessing you um, did. I guess I'm guessing you did not see the Will Smith classic After Earth. Um, no, that <laughs> that is the. I, I I think the reason I didn't watch it was on HBO like so much growing up, not growing up, but like since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the stupid movie I watched was that Tom Cruise one, where he's like in space too, and like similar Oblivion. Oblivion, yeah. Those two movies are like always competing for should I put this on in the background? Um, and I went with Tom Cruise because Will Smith is terrible. Um, anyway, so <laughs> Split is, uh, I guess, it basically it's stars James McAvoy, like we said, and he has this personality disorder called DID, um, which is a real thing, but I think it's a little bit exaggerated in the movie. Um, and he basically has like a ton of different personalities. I think they say like 23 or 24, but I think we only get to see it's like 23 nine. and the 24th is the, the beast. Yeah. Um, but I think we only get to see like four for real. And then we see like five others, like a little bit. Um, and I guess the premise is he sort of just kidnaps these three girls and you sort of trying to figure out why. And he sort of changes between all these characters and uh, sort of, you know, little by little, you get a bigger picture of what's happening or what they they describe as happening. Is uh, there's not really like a defined uh, ending or like linear thing that everything comes together fully. But um, I don't know. What did you think? Did you like the movie? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting because. I went in really not knowing much at all. Same way I actually went into Unbreakable. I just always heard that was like one of his best ones and but i never really knew anything about it which is like the exact opposite of how i went into the sixth sense but i just kind of knew personality disorder so i thought it was just gonna be this guy that was like really evil and then really nice 
and sure. that was going to be it. It'd just be guys really evil, then guys totally nice, and it was just two very split personalities, and that's exactly what I thought it would be. And I thought this was far more interesting because even the worst of his personalities isn't like a one-dimensional villain. Like he is terrible, mm-hmm. and he is um, has some really effed up things he does with young girls, but. It's not like it's just like pure evil, no, no other side of him. Like you get to see him playing some different notes and stuff like that. And then a lot of the other personalities have their own different ticks and stuff. And it's in a way where it's like you – it keeps you on your toes because you don't really know what to expect from any of these people. Whereas I just thought it would be one where it was, oh, is the – are they going to be able to get enough stuff done where the – when they're, they're going to have the nice one in t- around to avoid harm at the hands of the bad one. And I just – enjoyed that you you because i thought mcavoy is really really good uh Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed him and i just enjoyed seeing all of these things interact because i really had no idea what was coming next and in a much much lesser version of a movie like this i think it ends up being pretty predictable which wasn't the case and i really appreciated that yeah and i think that's sort of m knight's thing right is he's he did well with this movie not being predictable but not having such a a uh, corny, stupid ending as he's done in in years past. Um, but McAvoy, yeah, he's really good. And the interesting thing is he keeps, like you said, there's like different ticks to to all these characters. And the interesting thing is that he's so good at displaying them that over the course of the movie, you can tell by his just facial expressions or or eyebrows or whatever it is, like what character right, is, right. has like taken the light, as they say in the movie, and like who's talking. Um, which is which is pretty cool considering you know he's really not changing his wardrobe that much uh, when he's switching. I mean sometimes he is, but um, like in a, in one scene if he has to like cycle through three or four characters, it's pretty interesting how how the shift comes about just in his mm-hmm. slouch or his Definitely. standing up straight or whatever, um, which is really cool. Uh, I wanted to ask, have you seen Filth at all? Do you know that movie James McAvoy did like two years ago? No. I was okay. just about to talk yeah. about how I really haven't seen him do much stuff, so I was wondering if there was something else I should watch him in. Uh, um, well, I, I just thought of the, that movie, it, it's not really similar at, uh, to this, but his performance in sort of like he's the main guy and he's sort of like super emotional and has to play all these different beats. It's sort of similar in that way, and I actually didn't really like that movie very much, um, huh. but – it, it's a it's a good acting movie for him, regardless of if it's like good or not. Yeah. Um, and so that that was interesting for him to jump off that and then come to split. Um, as far as his past, I mean, I guess he was in Last King of Scotland, which was really good. I think that's the first movie I ever saw him in. I've still never um, seen that one, and I, I I need to do it just to redeem Forrest in my eyes a little bit. I, I need to. It's been on my list. <laughs> yeah um wanted obviously atonement i saw it, um, i watched atonement for the first time a few weeks ago and i really think it's just that and the um x-men movies that, that and the x-men movies and that's yeah. pretty much it i guess i, I, I have you well, seen wanted no you've good? never seen wanted no, yeah good? wanted's okay. fantastic right. I'll, it's I'll great put, I'll, i'm adding it to my amazon list now <laughs> yeah wanted's great I, I always remember the trailer and that's about it so I, i'm sure it's uh it's i mean you know it's not high class art but it's but it's, like, but yeah and totally he's just like cl- classic um uh high class british dude and and then x-men it's his action movies and it's fine so it was cool to watch him get a showcase like this and uh one of, i think uh 
Well, I don't, are we gonna do? Are we gonna do a spoiler section for this? But um, yeah, I guess just for the last one. scene, right? Or I mean, even like the last like twenty minutes, maybe. But okay. Um, but like I, I do think it was really good. Um, and that, and just what, in what everything he got to do, and like I said, it, it, it just the slow un, unlayering of that character, and just how it all comes together, because you don't really totally understand exactly what's going on with how he's being controlled and what the dynamics are at play there with the personalities, and I think sometimes maybe movies feel like they are hiding the ball when it takes a long time to figure that kind of thing out, but I didn't feel like I was lost. Like you're, I guess it's because you have those girls as a point of entry character, and you. And you can just kind of see, you kind of see what's going on, but you don't exactly know everything. But it, you know enough to like not be lost. And the girls, or at least um, main the main girl Casey catches on pretty quickly, and enough that you're like, all right, I, I at least understand what she's understanding. And I feel like it doesn't leave you lost. And it could have, in a way, ended up being confusing, but it wasn't. But it still wasn't like it just told you everything up front. I just like how it kind of, the I just like how the, how it moved along and revealed what it revealed. Yeah, and I think that sort of mimics his character too because his character is sort of like embracing this 24th personality that's taking over him and is sort of becoming more comfortable like unlayering that to his doctor, Dr. Fletcher, and then just sort of within himself to like fully embrace it. And that's sort of like the path that – we go on with the movie and his character. Um, and so like you, so you were talking about Anya Taylor joy and she's really good in this movie. Uh, I haven't seen the witch, but I know that you saw that and yeah, I think you that you, you liked need, her in that. You don't need to, but she's good in it. Uh, I mean, I guess she's a weird background. I guess like her, one of her parents from Argentina, another one's from Scotland. I think she was born in Miami, but like maybe raised a lot in the UK, but it's like, I don't. I I, th- I feel like I feel like I've seen like one interview with her where she has a regular American accent though, but she does a perfect colonial British sounding accent in The Witch. And um, did you did you end up watching Barry yet? No, I haven't watched okay. it yet. She's really really good in that. Way better than the kid that plays Obama. Um, and I, I just think I, I think she's really good. I thought maybe some of the stuff was pretty predictable and on the nose with like her flashbacks to when she was a kid. Um, well, it wasn't bad. It a was little like, bit, yeah. I was just like, I kind of, I, I knew exactly where it was headed for a while, and yeah, that was, was the problem with it is that it took too many scenes to tell us what it wanted to tell us because they are because pre- it was pretty obvious because they they pretty well established it from the beginning, and she's good at conveying just like something's obviously not well with her, and it spends yeah. a lot of time in those flashbacks like getting to just to tell you that, and we already know it, but yeah. like I think she plays that. Um, there's a way to go over the top with trying to play that withdrawn sullen personality and she doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, high school girl, yeah. Yeah, she's just like she, she's she she's seen some shit but like she, she because of that you understand she's capable of utilizing some of what she's learned and she does that and she does it pretty well. Um what do you think about the the girl from the edge of 17? Yeah, I was actually surprised I didn't actually look at the cast or remember the trailer very much. Yeah, I just to knew, know that she was going to be in it. Yeah, but, I just knew um, it was Anya Taylor Joy and McAvoy. I didn't. I had no yeah. idea she, she was going to be in it. So yeah. um, she was. She was fine. There were a couple lines that were just like too much for me. I agree. In terms of like, I, I, I get it. It was like kind of corny. Um, same with Jessica Sula too. That was um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were fine. I mean, the, the other thing is like they're acting. But at the same time, like 
they they have a need to be hysterical. You know what I mean? It's just interesting, like, because Casey ends up not being as hysterical as they are in terms of like being scared and uncomfortable and like freaking out. Um, uh, the one thing that was kind of I don't want to say annoying, but like I guess interesting filmmaking decision was they sort of just left <laughs> Haley Lou and Jessica like out of the movie for the last like half of it, yeah. um, which was. I mean, I understood like why they ended up being like separated in the film, mm-hmm. but it was kind of, I don't want to say lame, but just like, you, yeah. Well, I feel they like, just don't they don't even show you scenes with them anymore the rest of the film. Yeah, I feel like they could have gone back to them a little bit more because it makes like you said it makes sense why they end up getting separated. Just yeah, the storytelling of it all. Yeah, but I feel like a little like I think the movie is a little too long and. uh it felt a little too long towards the end for me. It's two hours, and I think movies like this typically are a little run a little shorter than that. And I thought just like the entire final sequence, it, like I thought it hit some of the same beats with McAvoy over and over again. Like I understood why it built up to that and the way it did, but I almost felt like as much as I really liked him in the movie, I felt like it was almost hitting some of the same beats with him a little repeatedly when it could have just spent a little more time with the girls and how they were coping with everything. And it, yeah. it would have just felt a little more balanced. Whereas, like, I felt like it just, they were going back to the same well a little bit once you hit the hour and a half mark for about 15 minutes there. And that was it. But, I mean, that's, like you said, it didn't really, wasn't really a big hindrance to the film. It was just one of the things I noticed where it's like, I get why you left them alone, but maybe you could have utilized them a little bit more. Yeah. And, and they have that, like, hanger scene at the end, which is not very earned or necessary, I guess. I mean, I guess they would be trying to escape, but they spent a lot of time uh, it, on it for not much payoff. Is yeah, yeah, there was no payoff to it. It was kind of silly. Um, like, like the thing for me is like, why the fuck didn't they search for ways to get out before <laughs> they decided to show us it on camera? They're like, Does, okay, now look for things in your room. Like, bitch, why the fuck I, wouldn't I, I be doing that before? Haven't you been there for like two days? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't they have been looking for things before? <laughs> it's a good point. Um, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I th- I thought the lady who played the doctor was really good though, and she was really interesting. And all the scenes with her, um, whether it was with the the other old lady that was in her up uh, house or apartment, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it, mm-hmm. building, um, and then the scene where she's talking on Skype for like the conference, I thought those are pretty interesting scenes that sort of like they're small, but they add a lot of like little value to the character and to like the uh, ambiance of the movie and like what's going on and like what kind of like world they're living in. Yeah. Um, so I thought she was really good. Cause I don't what, think I've ever even seen her in anything else before. I don't even, her name is Betty Buckley. I don't, I haven't even looked at her page, but uh, I didn't recognize her from anything. Oh, well she, she's old. So I feel like maybe she's been in something we've seen, but no, but you're, but you're right because there's a way in which she's just there. And then she, she, and then she could still show up in the way she shows up later in the movie. And, to serve the purpose which she serves but that stuff doesn't really work as well if they don't spend more time with her earlier in the movie like they do and mm-hmm. they, she could have just been therapist that then pops in later but the fact that they spend more time with her really does help the movie down the road yeah, yeah and they let her be a smart character too she's not like a stupid character which is important because you like believe her when she's like trying to be a therapist to this person with 23 personalities and you like understand where she's coming from and uh, sort of like letting th- 
whatever personality like talk about like things that are either negative or against the law or whatever and she's sort of like embracing that understanding like this person sort of lives by different rules because uh is like these are different people in all these personalities which uh i ended up thinking was pretty interesting yeah i i like it like i think we've talked about this before in other podcasts but i, I just like it in movies when everyone's smart and yeah there's not a character that's dumb for the sake of being dumb. Like you said, those girls were a little dumb. Um, but, but they were also uh, like hysterical at the same time, which well, is – Yeah, you're, you're allowed to make some uh, lapses in logical judgment when you're abduct, abducted and don't yeah, really know what to do Yeah, you're like 16 yourself. or whatever, how old they were. So, But yeah, it's not like they were putting um, – what, what are we even calling the McAvoy character? It doesn't matter. I, I guess it was mostly Barry. He was Barry most of the time when he was Dennis. with her. Dennis or – it's not well, – Oh, it's yeah, not like, I mean Dennis. Like, Barry yeah. was still – well, I guess – I mean he was – like that that's like an ongoing thing too is which is he whatever but i mean yeah. he's smart and she's smart and it's not like she's getting one over on him because they're also making her smart and there's a way in which she could have just been a little bit oblivious to everything and then that would have just sure. been kind of annoying whereas you still yeah. get a lot of good drama out of her knowing almost everything that's going on that doesn't really take away from anything else yeah and 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 the like we talked about the background scenes were a little bit much but at the same time they informed us to her sort of picking up on this like terrible situation faster and sort of uh, immersing herself in it to try to get the best outcome for herself by like sort of embracing the, the evil characters or the kidnapper or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then sort of taking in all of her surroundings and all the words that, uh, you know, each character says trying to plan an escape, whether it be, you know, oh, this person said we had to remodel the room. And so then they look for the, the vent and the roof, et cetera. Like those things are, are good because it, it just sort of adds to the dimension of the character. I agree. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about before we jump into this stuff about the end. The other, the other thing I want to say is that I, I appreciated uh, uh, the whoever was the uh, – I guess the term would be location scout for mm-hmm. like where you shoot stuff. I, I had no idea. Like I knew M. Night Shyamalan. He's actually – he was born in India but moved to, moved to suburban Philadelphia when he was very young. He actually grew up in like the same town, Wynwood, Pennsylvania, where I was born and lived till I was five. And my grandparents lived and raised my dad up until they moved out of the house my dad grew up in five years ago. So I knew he was from these parts that I'm very familiar with. Didn't realize he set like most of his movies there, uh, yeah. or at least the, at least this one and uh, Unbreakable and um, Sixth Sense. Maybe I don't know if any of the shitty ones are there too, but it was interesting because. I thought it, it was something that I got a lot out of, and I guess maybe other people that are familiar with Philadelphia would get out of because, like, I've been to the Philadelphia Zoo a lot. And, like, I've the, some of it shot there, and then some of it is shot right along the Schuylkill River. And, like, I thought they did a good job of, like, just not putting you right in front of the Liberty Bell or some shit like that to let you know <laughs> Philadelphia. Like, yeah. there's even, like, a really old, like, Philly sticker on a cabinet in the house and stuff like that. So I appreciated the different ways in which he utilized the city because that's just kind of cool for someone like me. And, um, like I said, lesser movies would just kind of try and shoot in front of like historical shit and whatever, and they did they did a good job of that. Although I still don't understand exactly what that the the layout or location of that house and like how he has that much of it to himself. Like that's weird. That's like a lot of real estate to have to one dude that doesn't really have a um, a high paying job in Philadelphia. I know it's yeah. kind of weird. My head went there, but still appreciated how they utilized uh, my old city. So. Yeah, well, I think the cab driver said it was like an abandoned or shut down place, right? Oh, so was he squatting? where he was? He was squatting. I I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I think so. 
Right. Um, okay. Yeah, so we're going to take a couple second break and we'll come back talking about spoilers. Okay, so Unbreakable 2. Yeah. Uh, have you actually read anything about if that's like going to be a thing? Like we, we texted about it a little bit earlier, but like I'm actually excited if that's the direction he decides to go in. I feel like they need to do it before Bruce Willis gets too old. Um, um, I mean, I didn't read anything too much specifically, but uh, to me, that was implied with the with the ending at least. Yeah, uh, I'm here for it. Like I said, I we talked yeah. about it earlier, and like I, w- I didn't even think about that till uh, you texted me because it's just like how often do you like see a, like a a sequel to anything 15 years later? Um, it doesn't happen that often. I mean, what, what are like the longest gaps between like one and two of anything? Like Anchorman was about 10 years. Uh, ac- a- action movie wise, like it's usually like they just kind of try and fill it all in. Triple so. X. Oh, oh yeah, I guess it has been a while. Um, <laughs> it has been a while. But, uh, but like for uh, but for this, like I mean, it's it's a cool thing if he has the if he has the idea in his head and he wants to do it because maybe he's kind of finding himself a little bit more again as a filmmaker. And Unbreakable is obviously pretty good, so. Um, I liked Unbreakable cool. more than this actually, but I think this has better ratings. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I probably did too because like Unbreakable, I think is just like way more consistent throughout. Whereas, like I said earlier, I didn't totally love the end of this. Like, I, I don't know. How did you? Ta- what was your read on? Like, I mean, obviously, like the last scene with with the Unbreakable callback and everything. That's something. But like, what did you think of like the last like fifteen minutes up until that point with like with her in the cell and everything? Yeah. Um, it wasn't at all where I expected it to go. Um, right. Cause I feel like the end is like she kills him or she just stops him and gets out or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but the little conversation he had with her was pretty interesting. Uh, I feel like there's a couple ways to look at it. It's like, which is kind of strange, right? Cause the first, the first thought that I popped into my head was like her uncle, like doing all that shit to her sort of like saved her. Because I guess he was like she's unpure now too or she is pure or something because she's like fucked up, Um, which is like his definition of pure, which is strange. Um, But then the other thing that I I was thinking about is maybe like she has DID too in some like different form in that maybe there are like – I don't know, like – similar to unbreakable right where samuel jackson says something along the lines of like we're on the same curve we're just at opposite ends and maybe she is like in control of her did and um and he's not uh and she's just like been able to uh, fit in with society whereas he can't do that and it's interesting and it's like well why would you say she has did too well one thing that that sort of pushed me to that was the scene where she's just flat out crying in the in the in the room because we don't have anything like from her character that entire movie that sort of suggests that she was like that outwardly emotional at all mm-hmm. she was very like uh just yeah, like withdrawn. subtle withdrawn. and subdued yeah for, for, um so i don't know for a second i thought it was going to be like super weird and it was going to be like she was the 24th personality or some shit like that. Yeah, I, I just could have uh. <laughs> seen there being like, oh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. He has to have a massive, massive twist or something. Yeah. Like there's one moment where she was sitting in the cell where it seemed like something like super weird was about to happen. Um, I, I don't need him to like spell out every little rule that they possibly have, but I guess it was just a little 
I was trying to figure out what the beast was, and I guess I spent a little bit too much time trying to figure out exactly what his deal was. What is do you mean what it was, though? Like, is he – because he goes to the 24th personality, does that – he also has the ability to, like, make himself bulletproof in that? Is that why it's like the – Well, I think that's just part of the – the going back to the doctor, like – the, with this disorder, okay. you can change your each per, each personality has their own body chemistry. Right, and right, this right, body right. chemistry is crazy. Right, is this animal beast that can't be like is bulletproof, right? Right, um, and it's just it's like not human necessarily. And the fact that that this brain was able to evolve to something like that is like the it's both like the power and like the flaw of of the disease because like now he's like a villain yeah i guess i'm making it a little bit i'm I'm kind of asking the movie to hold my hand a little bit for how i would like to consider myself someone that can just totally have all that click for me beforehand i thought sure. maybe it should have been may spend a little more time with the beast before then just to understand what his deal was like we get that the other personalities like you said have given into him a little bit and are trying to make make that a thing and or not make that a thing just <laughs> like uh get him to wherever he needs to be to feel as powerful as he needs to be but yeah i i feel weird talking about like the character motivations for like some gnarly beast or whatever but it's like maybe at least maybe that's where it could have come in a little bit more with the other girls is like at least seeing what their struggle was or something and seeing the beast do things a little more so you understand exactly where he's coming from as opposed to just like playing being like a boogeyman jumping from ceiling to wall to wall to ceiling yeah. in the tunnel or whatever because i'm just like where is this going does he just want to yes he just wants to kill her because she's pure and then move on and if it's that simple it could be that that's cool but i was just like i was just like we felt we spent so much time with these other personalities building up to it and i just i i guess i just wanted to have a, a little bit of a better idea of like what what it's purpose was because i was just like i felt like we're spending a lot of time in this hallway or spending a lot of time with her seemingly having some kind of visions and i'm just not exactly sure what i'm supposed to be taking from it but it wasn't like i like she was really good in it and the action was suspenseful enough that i like wasn't hating it i was just like this could have come together for me a little bit more yeah i think the thing is like hedwig and dennis and patricia are like on team beast right and they're sort of like uh and them with the doctor sort of like allows this evolution to happen with this Mm -hmm. disease um and i mean the thing that we have to like still realize is that it's not necessarily taking place in the same universe that we live in right given what unbreakable is um but the thing is like the beast needed to eat people i guess to like sustain himself which was also kind of lame at the same time like those are like some of the worst like beast eating human scenes it was just stupid (laughs) like you just open the door and he's just like eating their stomach or something like they could have been way more creative with yeah with that i guess that's what um but um i don't know i think it was just sort of like going back to like everything the doctor was saying about evolution and like unlocking the brain and changing body chemistry and stuff and it was just sort of like giving into that and showing like how powerful like this disease is. And she's saying maybe those people aren't less than maybe they're more than, um, I think it's just sort of going back to that. And I, I, I mean, I agree with you. It's sort of unclear, but I think at the same time, it's sort of M night doing this in like the most simplistic way, like 
these people are this person is more than and this is why they can change your body chemistry and become something called the beast like i don't know if there's much more to it than that um okay yeah, but okay. i i mean i don't i don't know that's just one the, the just thing one the, the, the thing was shot kind of weird in a way in which i guess i expected there to maybe there maybe i was thinking i should have been taking more from it and it seemed like there was more going on than there actually was just because it's like that transition to all of a sudden oh they're in a zoo i was like maybe like there is some more weird psychological shit going on when i saw just how like what the contrast was from like what it actually turned out to be in real life to what it had previously been right before then so Mm -hmm. i think i just kind of assumed i was missing more than i actually was and that might have just been what threw me off a little bit yeah yeah no i totally i totally understand i think it's more like this person has this disease and this kid headwake thinks like and it just goes back to unbreakable like he he's sort of informing himself with the environment that he is and we don't we don't even know what his job is until the very end of the movie and i guess he works like some stupid job at the zoo hmm. so Was i it guess he's just like maintenance or something yeah so he he's like informed by his surroundings right so he sees all these animals and then like his personalities are like we need to become an animal right um and so he just sort of like develops animal senses and stuff via his disease and therefore the beast is created and now there's like this evil beast thing that needs to eat humans in order to survive uh like an animal and now we have fucking um bruce willis to save the day yeah okay well um, i don't don't know i'm down i'm like i said i'm down for that uh that movie if it happens (laughs) yeah i think it i i i think it'd be cool um i I just watched unbreakable again uh yesterday oh really and yeah yeah um i liked it a lot honestly it's it's like so subtle and like understated for like what it is. Yeah, the one thing the, um, the one thing I didn't like was the scene with the kid and the gun. Yeah, uh, I saw you write about that on Facebook, but I just thought I, like it I, came a little out of nowhere. Well, the kid is like I mean, the thing is he's a kid though, right? He's just so convinced that his dad is superhuman, right? And he just wants to like his dad to believe it so his dad will like embrace being a superhero. Yeah, but like it seemed like he like had some more psychological shit going on with like I feel like that's almost something he was like getting really, really serious when he was about to shoot him. Like it didn't seem like it was like a, I want you to be a hero, dad. Like, I feel like, I don't know. It seemed like he was like something much more dark going on with him than they'd actually set up. And like, if if that's what it was, like, that's fine. If he just wanted to see his dad be a hero, but it seemed like they were like trying to get at something darker that I don't know if it had properly set up. So I was like this, wow, this seems a little out of nowhere, but that was like, that scene just stuck out for me because I really liked just about everything else in it. Yeah, no, I can see where you're coming from. I didn't get that vibe when I watched it yesterday, mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean, I, I, I can see where you're coming from on it. I, I just didn't really bother me really. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Split is a good movie, regardless of if you watch Unbreakable or not. I think it's still probably worth a watch, and sort of like the same way that like Don't Breathe is like a watch for like horror movies. It's just like a different kind of. Uh, a different take on a movie yeah because well, uh, well we never actually talked about don't breathe because we saw that like when we were studying for the bar exam and stuff and just didn't have time to do a podcast on it but like, i like that one for what it was but i guess part of why i like this one was because i just assumed this was just going to be another version of that and it was something way different uh which i appreciated and i like don't breathe so yeah yeah it's just something that's just sort of unique filmmaking and and storytelling and and 
I mean, <laughs> I haven't really seen any any movie kind of like this. Um, and the acting is great all around, mm-hmm. uh, especially McAvoy. It's sort of his little little project to mess around with all these different personalities. So I saw somewhere. I don't know. I think it's still in the works. I guess he made must have made friends with Anya Taylor Joy because there's a chance she could be in like some some one of the next X Men movie, whatever that might be. Um, I guess another one where it's going to focus on young ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he would still be in it. I want to say I hope not just because of the recent trend of X-Men movies because Apocalypse is fucking garbage, but Well, I mean, that that but like you that was like the that's not a trend. That's one movie and Logan looks like it should be pretty good. So Yeah, Logan looks fucking awesome. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe I mean, I I, I would prefer her like not get locked no, into I mean, a franchise, I, but I like her. Uh, yeah, I, I just think cool. it'd be kind of interesting. Uh, but I, I, that's also, it's like, she's done some like well-regarded indie work now. And that seems like the next step for actresses that are like between 20 to 25 years old that have made their bones doing that stuff. They go do a bunch of franchise movies and get stuck yeah. doing that. So it's interesting to like sort of s- compare like her trajectory to like Haley Steinfeld's trajectory. Right. And sort of like the contrast of movies that they become a part of. Well, Haley, Haley's I haven't avoided seen... like big franchise stuff, but she's got a, yeah. another Pitch Perfect movie she's shooting now. Uh, here, here's the other movie. I guess it might have already premiered at Sundance. I'm not sure because it says on. Thoroughbred? Yeah. Did you look at that? that yeah. it, I just saw it was at 100%, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I, I, no hadn't, even, I hadn't actually oh. read anything about it. I was just like on her IMDb, and it looks like one of uh, Anton Yelkin's last roles, actually. Um, yeah. It has him and her and then Olivia Cook from Me and Her on The Dying Girl. It says, this, this sounds like it could be good. Two teenage girls in suburban <laughs> Connecticut rekindle their unlikely friendship after years of growing apart. In the process, they learn that neither is what she seems to be and that a murder might solve both of their problems. Oh, shit. Yeah. Can't so, wait. So, yeah, I, 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 it's, <laughs> it's good to know. Like, I hadn't actually seen anything with it regards to Sundance. I just saw its premiere date being January 21st. So. That's yeah. something to look out for uh, later this year that I hadn't even known was on my radar, and I have a bunch of films on my list. Ironically, of which Split wasn't one of them. I didn't even know what Split was till like two weeks ago, and uh, <laughs> so like I already have a list of like fifty something movies I want to see this year, and like just had no idea what it was. Like it just they they, I, they didn't really show trailers for it in most of the movies that we saw towards the end of last year or anything. Yeah, I feel I don't know. Maybe I saw TV spots for it. I feel like I saw a good number of ads for it, yeah. just because it's an M Night movie. But mm. I mean, I didn't really expect much because of his past. But once it started getting better reviews, I, I was interested to see it. I like James a lot, so mm-hmm. um, I was I was happy to give it a chance. And 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 it's good. It's like Josh said, it might drag a little bit towards the end. Maybe it should be like ninety minutes, but um, it's enjoyable. It's different. Uh, it's got good acting. So. I don't think that you'd be disappointed in seeing it, and it's not like a horror movie either, uh, which I hate. No, we've we've uh, kind of we've so. kind of avoided those. We've like gone into a lot of these movies that kind of seem Might like horror, be horror and movies. And, they they, they yeah. all have interesting spins on them. We haven't really gone to a slasher movie in the last two years or anything like that, which is yeah. what we're always kind of worried we're getting. Yeah, um, but we should know better with that because that's not really what his movies are. At least the few that I've watched now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still though, you I mean, you never know what it's what it's going to be like, but um. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on social media at aklambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. Josh Jernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. Uh, podcast Twitter is 52in52pod. Podcast email is 52in52pod at gmail.com. Um, you know, send us an email, send us a tweet. Uh, let us know your least favorite M. Night movie. Um, my least favorite M. Night thing is his appearance on Entourage because it's horrible. 
Um, why, why, why didn't you like his appearance on Entourage? This is so dumb. It was just. At dumb. least he made fun of himself. Like that's nice. Yeah, he did. I was laughing at his uh, at him being in the in like the stands during the Unbreakable. Oh yeah, the drug dealer. Or in, yeah, that was funny. Um, I guess he does that with his films. He just yeah, puts himself yeah. in like one scene, which is ironically yeah. enough, that's what like Kenneth Lonergan does too. I'm trying to think of like yeah. other directors who did that. I mean, M Night's not like distractingly bad in that stuff he puts himself in, but it's like that's M Night Shyamalan. So I guess it kind of takes you out of the movie for a second, but yeah, not too big of a part to really matter, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you see this movie, let us know. Give us your thoughts. Uh, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Oh.